episode, we're going to do a rewind episode, guys. Um, I have so many interviews that I'm scheduled to do, so many upcoming new guests, new entrepreneurs, new stories, new lessons to learn. Um, but right now, I have all of them pending to come. And I have ed- podcasts that need to be edited and um, backpacks sound pretty bit busy right now. So um, I'm going to give you guys a rewind episode. And this episode is Monica Adams. And Monica was a very great interview. It's episode number 12. If you guys haven't heard this episode, I'm going to bring you guys back because I listened to this episode back in the end of 2021, around December, and it brought back so many memories, so many feelings. And I I actually picked up new lessons uh, re-listening to this podcast. Um, so this is one of my favorite episodes. Um, it was something that really connected to me. Um, I was really vulnerable, really open in this interview, um, just with my own personal stuff, and actually learned a lot from Monica. Um, so I want to share this one. Please tap in, and next week we're going to have new bangers after week after week of more episodes. So just stay tuned for that. But right now, it's a Rewind episode with Monica Adams. Enjoy. Boom. We have an illustrious guest here today. Um, I'm not going to do a grand intro. I'm just going to kind of get to it. Monica Adams, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, so Monica Monica is the founder of... Um, Montclair Zen Studio. Montclair Zen Studio, which is a... It is a meditation studio and conscious events center. Okay. Um, so meditation is like a big word these days. It wasn't, you know, I would say 15 years ago, it was, it was very hippy-dippy. Now it's yeah. very front of culture. Everyone's kind of doing it. Were you always this person, like always meditating? Um, I was always a spiritual person, and okay. I was always a person that wanted to know human potential. Okay. And find ways to really expand our knowledge. Got you. So, yeah, that was always prevalent for me. Was I always meditating? No. But once I found out what meditation does for us and the science behind it, and as long as, and, like, obviously embodying it and taking on the practice myself, I realized how crucial it is to really up-level your life. And there's a reason why, you know, so many people do it that we look up to, like yeah. Oprah and Warren Buffett and all these people. Um, so if it's good enough for them, it's good it's enough for me. <laughs> Got you. So let's go back a little bit. Where are you from? Um, sure. Um, so I'm from New Jersey, born and raised, proud Jersey girl. Okay. And Pump your fist, not your gas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me all day. Uh, proud of it. Uh, wouldn't want to be from anywhere else. So... So that's where I grew up, and I grew up very, like I said, spiritual, Okay. and always had this understanding of, I guess you could say, you know, more than just our reality here, mm-hmm. and had a deeper connection with my own spiritual. Was that something spiritual. you grew up in a house, like very spiritual household, or? I just remember like at five years old, knowing that really? my grandmother passed and knowing before anybody else did. And then they got the phone call. So I've always had like a thin veil between this level of consciousness and I guess you could say the other side. Wow. Did that yeah. like scare you knowing that? No, I was so young and I thought it was normal. Okay. And then everyone was kind of, um, they, they weren't, they kind of brushed it aside. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of learned that like, oh, this isn't normal. Not everyone had this. Huh. Um, but everyone does have it. Everyone has the ability to kind of tap in. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was my upbringing. And then I... So when did you... Re- you realized it at five, but when did you like... 
pay attention to? Were you like in high school and you're like conscious of it? Like when did that no, happen? No, I still didn't pay attention to it until kind of recently. So oh, really? I still went down more so the rabbit hole of like, yeah, being spiritual and then also mindset. So mm-hmm. I really studied. I got so deep into the subconscious mind. Uh-huh. And what caused that? Was there like a thing that caused that? I went to a Tony Robbins seminar. Okay. So shout out to the Godfather for me of personal <laughs> development. Okay. Um, and Brian, who we mutually know, I actually saw him at the at the event, the Tony Robbins event, and he was like, "Yeah, everything that Tony Robbins is doing is based in um, the subconscious mind, mm-hmm. and specifically." neuro-linguistic programming nlp yeah right so then that's when i was just like well i want to know that so then i studied that and i just went down the rabbit hole of the subconscious mind and then bigger than that just consciousness which is further out than the subconscious let's go back a little bit what led you to go to a tony robbins thing were you like because most of the time most people go to tony robbins and their life is like kind of off track or they feel like they need something right and then somebody's always recommending them to go to a tony robbins thing like yeah. what what led you to actually going there so i was i was fine you okay. know i was that fine person like how yeah. are you doing i'm fine and <laughs> that's um, like most everybody. Yeah, yeah and that's mostly everyone but i had this hunger inside of me mm-hmm. and i would this is when i was working in marketing so i would get I would fly through my day's work and mm-hmm. then just YouTube the crap out of personal development, out of Tony Robbins, Marie Forleo, Gabby Bernstein, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and like all these people. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. And then I got the opportunity. I was actually gifted it. So it actually really just was a, like literally a gift or beyond. Maybe it was, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you kind of pulled it into your life. Yeah. yeah. Because you were um, watching all that information. So yeah, and I absorbed it. it. And yeah. then he, yeah, he lit a fire under my ass. So when you went to the event, was there like a thing that actually happened where you're like, okay, this is this is what I want to do? Or what what was the thing that like led you down that path? Yeah, it's when I first had the vision for what I'm doing now. Okay. And he really inspired me because I realized he's such a, you know, nowadays people have their opinions about him and it's less about who he who he is and more about what he was doing. And what he was doing was having normal everyday conversations, but giving people breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. And it was stuff we all know. So I was just like, how is that possible? And when I found out what he's doing is he's he's really embedding your subconscious mind. I was like, bring it on. Yeah, Yeah, bring it on. So after that, you said, I got to figure out what NLP is. And then, so how did you go on that journey? So then I I went through my training and then... um, what With I Tony noticed, Robbins? No, I I um, studied in a school, the NLP Center of New York City. Okay. Two amazing teachers that I can't brag about enough, and they they taught me, and I was under their wing for almost a year mm-hmm. before I went out and taught, and and I still didn't coach on myself. With others for a while afterwards, just I really want to embody it, and I really wanted to be about it. Okay. And but what I notice is to get into your subconscious mind, you have to go into what's known as a trance. Okay. The theta state. Mm-hmm. It's also the same state you're in when you're in a meditation. Yeah. And you know we kind of breeze through that part. It was just like yeah, have them relax, da da da, and then go through the different techniques that you can do with people. But I paused and I was like, this is something right here. Like, this is the piece that I want to learn even more about. Because how do you get into a state where NLP can actually work? Exactly. What's that state? Yeah. And so then that's when I studied meditation, the theta consciousness. And I was like, these two need to live together. So I've really been able to to bridge science and spirituality together okay. in a way Which where is two worlds that don't really talk to each other well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they really can because they really are the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, there's just a different box you put them in. Um, so what I've really done is, is 
become my own signature approach in coaching and yeah. through meditation where so I you, get you into the theta state first and then I pour into you all the like truth that we all know to be true. Like we're all one, you are good. You have a light inside of you here for purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So most of the audience that listens to this, like I told you, you know, prior, they're early stage entrepreneurs or beginning entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or they're, you know, one, two, three years in. Um, and a lot of it is mindset, right? And a lot of people start businesses for a couple of things, like for the love of the passion or to yeah. like, most of the time, what I've learned is like some sort of like revenge or something to get back at oh, somebody. Like some story. sort of success. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of like, I have to, I have to overcome this or beat this thing or someone I want to show an ex or something like that. Um, and mindset's really a big part of that, right? But you said getting to that theta state. Most people don't. They choose to start a business before they get into that. Yeah. In your opinion, do you think that's the right idea? Um, right or wrong, I don't really like subscribe okay. to. It is what it is. But it's more powerful if you do. Because here's the thing. Everyone consciously, right? And all consciousness is, is awareness. Okay. So everyone has the awareness to change. Everyone has the awareness to have a go-getter mindset mm -hmm. and to have better habits. And we all know the, the blueprint. Everyone knows what it takes to be to build a business yeah. in the steps, in the formats, in like just logically how yeah. to do it. But there's blocks and those blocks are in your subconscious. They're deeper than, if we all knew how to change, we would all be running around millionaires, <laughs> sips packs and like on a yacht somewhere. Yeah, okay. But it's deeper than that. Consciously, we're, we're not able to because there's a block okay. that's deeper that we can't see. That's that's our blind spot. Okay. And most people's first block that they kind of run into is themselves. The Always. To, yeah. To, to <laughs> overcome whatever it yeah. is. Um, so how would you say someone should start getting into that part of the process? Um, I think just look at the stories you're telling yourself. <clears throat> Whether, and it's so simple, right? Like men are blank. What do you say about men? Business is what? You know, start, um, what do you say? Like business is hard. That's a belief you have. That's a story. What if business was easy? Yeah. Um, like I have to chase opportunities. What if there's opportunities all around you? Just start noticing what stories, even like the small ones that you're saying, and see if they're effective for your life. I'm not saying change it. If you want to believe that work is hard, go for it. Mm -hmm. But what if you what if you could change it? What if you could change your belief and and make your life a little bit less stressful? So. Most entrepreneurs, and I've been guilty of this, is like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm not broken. I don't need that yeah. hippy-dippy fixing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think about people who say that they're not broken, they don't need that? Um, I agree with you. You're not broken. You know, no one needs healing, but there's we're always developing. That's what the life is. We're always evolving. Is there a better evolution of yourself? Mm -hmm. Of course there is. We're always growing. We're always we're always changing. Okay. And we can change how we can change how we want to change. Okay. Right? So if I I'm evolving and I know, okay, this year, especially now it's, you know, the new decade and it's like this grand new year. I want to be more productive. Cool. How are you going to do that? You know? And so what would you suggest? Let's say let's hypothetically I come to you, I go to your studio and I say, I want to be yeah. more productive. How, let's get into it. So, so like I would say, what's your, what is your why behind it? Like what is the, actual tangible goal you want to get to i just feel like i'm not doing i'm not maxing out of my full potential i see that it's holding back myself and my family yeah so how how do you want to be more productive in your life uh just produce on a higher level more things okay and then just what what do you mean by that like specifically produce more things like what um produce 
more content, more everything, more more time with my kids. I just want to perform on a higher level. I want to have more time with my kids, more time with my wife, and have a high output with the work I'm doing. Okay. So the theme that I'm hearing, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is more about time, right, than it is about productivity. Like yeah. You want to spend more time with your family. You want to produce more content. And that all revolves around time. So, so what do you say about time? What do you mean? Like time is... I guess I don't think I have enough of it. Okay, perfect. Uh-huh. Okay, so can we change that? Can we change that to there's more than enough time to get everything done? Um... I could, but how do I just change that? I could just say that and I changed it. So, no, I would have to take you through like a bigger <laughs> process. But yes, at the same time, okay. right? Choosing that over again, finding the evidence. So what would be the evidence of the opposite being true, that you have more than enough time? Has there ever been a time in your life where you've had more than enough time to get somewhere, to be somewhere, to do something? You had extra time afterwards. Um, yeah, I just planned a lot more than I did now. Cool. So when you go back to that memory, what was it, like, what was the feelings that you had when you, like, you finished and you're like, ah, nice. More than enough time, got it done. I felt relaxed. I felt like everyone got the best version of me Mm. um, because I just had all the best. You know, like, I felt like I was at my best because I was giving everything that I was doing my best. Yeah. So the invitation is to step into that now. Act if, act if that is true for you right now. You have more than enough time. You're relaxed. Everyone gets the best of you and find evidence for that to be true. So let's finish this podcast early. You know, let's have more time, you know, find more evidence to that be true for that to be true and keep feeding that into your subconscious and repeating that pattern. Mm-hmm. Every time you finish, even if it's a minute earlier than you expected, even if you get somewhere faster than the GPS said. Keep affirming it to yourself. Which was see, what happened I, today. <laughs> see, you're already proving it to yourself. And just keep saying, like, see, I do have more than enough time. See, I do have more than enough time. When you're getting ready in the morning, I have more than enough time to get there. Okay. And just keep saying it to yourself and keep proving it to yourself because your mind loves to be right. So keep feeding that belief into yourself and keep finding the evidence of where that's true for your life because you'll find the evidence if you choose to and just keep pouring that into yourself and just see what, see what changes. So the same thing could be said... Uh, thank you for doing that, by the way. Um, the same thing could be said about, I guess, negative thinking, right? Because, yes. yeah. So if you're thinking negatively, there's always traffic, there's always this. Is that what your just your perspective is, is going to be? Yeah, because here's your mind always wants to be right, like I said. And the tricky thing is, this is, this is good. This is a really good takeaway, um, is that your subconscious mind is always yes. So your subconscious mind doesn't hear knots, no longers, um, anything kind of in the negative frame. Really? So if you say, like, I don't want to be broke anymore, you're affirming, truly, I want to be broke. Because your subconscious mind doesn't understand knots and don'ts. It only understands exactly what you're saying. Hold on. So let's go back there for a second. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So even if you say, I don't want to be 2020, this is a new year, new me, I don't want to be broke anymore. You're bringing brokenness into your life. Absolutely, 100%. I see people do this all the time with creating affirmations. Uh-huh. And that is, you're doing it, you're just doing it wrong. You're going to continue to feed it into yourself. I saw someone recently, um, actually today I did this and I had to stop myself. I wrote notes out for a meeting and I wrote one thing I really wanted to present to them and pitch them. And I put it in big, bold, right at the top. 
right before the call. And then I said, I wrote next to it, don't take this off the table. And then I was like, no, I had to cross that out. And I said, leave this on the table. Because and your subconscious says yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. That is so interesting. Yeah. So anytime you're saying I don't want to be lazy or I don't want to be broke or I don't want to attract negative people, flip it. What's the positive? I want to attract great people who value and see my worth. I want to be on time. I want to be productive. They always put it in the affirmative of affirmations, not negations. <laughs> oh, makes sense. Okay. So, all right, let's go back a little because we just got a little deeper there yeah. for a second. Um, so you go to the NLP training, you get your training. After that, you find a way to like mix science and spirituality together. Right. Where do you take that? Because you said uh, part of it, you didn't um, want to like coach yeah, people. Yeah, I didn't coach own. right away. Yeah. Um, so this is where like my entrepreneurial side comes out. Mm -hmm. So I really just took time to do workshops and okay. just do things for free, do things really cheap and testing, you know, testing to see if this resonated with people, testing to see, was I a good teacher? Could I, could I? demonstrate these teachings these techniques to people so you just started like a workshop on what um literally on nlp intro to meditation intro to this intro to that and Got i just you. popped around i rented out spaces i made a way out of no way uh -huh. and i asked my meditation teacher after the training and i said how did you do this i one day want to have space where people come in and i teach and how did you do this and her advice was i started and i said well i don't have a space she says so what yeah and so I was like, damn, she's right. So I made a way out of no way. And that was five years ago. I've been doing it since. And now present day, I have the studio in Montclair, New Jersey, where we lead meditations every day. And I do coaching out of it. And I also coach at masterminds and conferences mm -hmm. and also a little bit of corporate work as well. Yeah. So most of early stage entrepreneurs, the first thing they worry about is money, money, mm -hmm. money, money. And you just said something. I made a way out of no way. Yeah. Um, what is the mindset that you think people block themselves with when it comes to money? Because is it like a negative thing? Because a lot of people, it's like, since they don't come from a lot, they, yeah. they just, just, there's no like... They money just, is such a tough one. Yeah. It really is such a big... I would say everyone has a poor mindset around money. You know, me included. I had to work on... I'm still always working on my mindset around money because we grew up, you're not allowed to talk about money. You don't, you don't, you don't talk about money. You can literally talk about your sex life, but you can't talk about money. You know, you yeah. could talk about, you could talk about how sick you were the night before, but you can't talk about money. Yeah. It's like forbidden. You could do all the most gross things the night before. Yeah. You coming off is like. Whatever you want. <laughs> you can talk about anything except for like money. Yeah. It's literally one of the most taboo things. We never talk about money. We never know how much money everyone has in their bank account. So it's a secret. How does someone unblock themselves from those money woes? Or like, what would you like give like, I guess one, two, three steps that'll at least start. This is where my spiritual side comes in, okay. is realizing that you came to this planet with absolutely nothing, mm -hmm. and you made it this far. So thinking of it more of, an, of the mindset of abundance, which I don't really vibe with that word because no one says abundance in real common day language, but just think about like um, resources, right? Mm -hmm. You have air to breathe. You have a heart that's always beating. There's something that's always keeping you alive and giving you everything you need. No matter what, yeah, you know, no matter like where the, you are right now. If you're listening to a podcast, especially, you are like well beyond abundant. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're living in a, a big yeah. first world problem. And so, and so really it's less about money and it's more about realizing the limits that we're putting on ourselves, you know, and keep questioning yourself about like who says, right? Who says that you can't make money? Who says you can't be a millionaire? Who says, who says that you're broke? Are you broke? You know, maybe you're whole. Maybe you're finding your way. Money is a tough one. It is. Mm. 
So early stage entrepreneurs is just the mindset of wrapping that around. Yeah. Okay. And I think too, it's sometimes it's really repetition. You know, even if you could go out and sell something for one dollar, you know, and be like, boom, I got a sale. Yeah. Because when you like you when you make one sale, yeah, you get that high. You're like, all right, got another one. All right, put me on a phone call right now. It's almost like you're like you're saying your brain just says yes because you got that one win, and then all of a sudden your subconscious is like, we could do it again. Yes, exactly. Just keep proving to yourself that you are beyond your limits. We create limits. There are no limits. We create them. So that's what I would say. Just buy, like one sale, you know, get one sale, even if it's low, mm-hmm. just to keep proving it to yourself that you can do it. Because you can. You really can. Wow. It sounds easier said than done. It's not. Yeah, it's easy. It's not. It's, it's simple, not easy. Yeah. Right? So what would be some <laughs> practical steps that someone could take on a day to day besides just making one sale? Would they just affirming to themselves, writing it down? Like, mm-hmm. what is the thing that you would recommend? Um, a great exercise is to write down i write these exact words down i am so happy and grateful now that and then fill in the blank and talk about less about the amount of money you want and what you're going to do with the money because no one just wants money to have it right if i have just bags of money i'm carrying around like that's useless i want money so i can purchase things so i can buy things so right i'm so happy and grateful now that i have a fridge stocked with like organic wholesome food I'm so happy and grateful now that I can buy that personal development course I've been tra- that I've been wanting or that training I've been wanting, mm-hmm. or I can treat my daughters to a full day at the arcade or whatever it is, you know, a nice new- that sweater I saw that looked bomb, you know, um, because that's what you want, and then it starts to trigger the feeling, and then mm-hmm. you start to feel good about it, like yeah, that does that, you know feels good. And the reason why you want to write it that way is because you, again, your subconscious mind believes what you feed it. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I'm so happy and grateful now that you just affirm that it already exists and you just affirm that you're grateful for it, which is one of the highest frequencies we can tap into. So just like, I know it sounds funny, but literally pretending is probably one of the most underrated things. Use your imagination, pretend, feel it as if it's already here. Okay. So, and attach it to a feeling. Attach it to a feeling. Got you. Yeah. So you keep bringing up subconscious, subconscious, subconscious a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in your, like, I guess once you went to NLP training and then you went to training. So what did you learn about the subconscious? Because you're mixing spiritually and science together. And the subconscious is kind of like science, right? So what was mm-hmm. one of the biggest takeaways you learned from, uh, from about the subconscious? How powerful it is mm-hmm. and how we're running on autopilot and how our subconscious mind is running 90% of the show. So if you don't start looking at your beliefs that you've had for so long, um, you'll block yourself. Because by the time, Kelly might have even shared this with you, by the time you're eight years old, you already have all your core beliefs about how the world works. Really? Because by, yeah, because, because, so this is interesting. So by the, from... I don't know how old your daughters are, but it's a great Five, time. Five, three, and one. It's Ooh, about to be 11 months. Yeah. Good time to give them some really good beliefs. Okay. So by the time you're eight years old, right. So, okay. So from zero to eight, you're in the theta state always, which means you're in your subconscious mind always. You're That's why you're so imaginative and you can play and you can pretend and you just like, you take, you freaking have fun with a box. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. your imagination is a lot. Your imagination is part of your subconscious, more of your subconscious side. Um and so 
when you think of your beliefs, sometimes like you saw your parents fight, so you maybe you didn't realize what a good marriage looks like. So you think that maybe fighting is a form of love. And like, it doesn't make sense, like logically, consciously when we say that out loud, but like our subconscious mind doesn't know any better. So it's programming it. It's programmed. So reprogramming it. I always use this example. It's kind of like, I, I use it all the time, but it's as if you were, let's say eight years old, right? Mm -hmm. And you packed a bag for the rest of your life. What do you think you would pack in that backpack? I mean, <laughs> nothing that I, a 35-year-old room would ever use. Right, yeah. exactly. So now it's time, right? 35-year-old can look in that backpack and be like, okay, didn't need this, you know, Power Ranger, didn't need this Smurf, <laughs> you know? I need this the, the WrestleMania bag, thing, yeah. whatever it was. Like, I definitely needed some socks, you know, <laughs> some clean underwear, water. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Oh, wow, that's super interesting. So... It being so powerful, why is that not, you think, not being taught, like, outwardly? Ooh. Ah, don't get me excited. But, no, I mean, honestly, <laughs> because um, we have to take the power back. We have to take the power back for ourselves. And, you know, there's institutions, and, you know, I'm not all about conspiracy theories and all that, but, like, school was made so you can get a certain type of job mm -hmm. now everyone wants to be an entrepreneur everyone wants to be, like have a movement and and go after their passions and make a business for themselves of themselves yeah. so school and different institutions that were put in place program us a certain way but it's our responsibility now so they're not going to teach you how to like wire their minds they don't even know honestly yeah. like i'll give them the benefit of the doubt they didn't even know but they programmed us a certain way and now it's our job to look at that and be like, oh, okay. Like, reprogram it. Reprogram yourself. Yeah. I mean, think about how ridiculous it is in school that you had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. You had to raise yeah. your hand. Like that, that was a program in and of itself. Yeah. So even there's, the there's bell, tough. the there's, bell is a program. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. many things. So, um, yeah, I think it's just our responsibility now. The knowledge is there. Okay. So that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> And this is great, actually, conversations. Um, where do you, why do you think now this big consciousness movement is happening? Why do you, you know, again, meditation 15 years ago, mm -hmm. and this is not that far ago, was like some hippy dippy. And this is yeah. in 2003. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Even when like, I first, five years ago, I couldn't say half the stuff I can say now, but yeah. now people have the level of awareness. To yeah. Why do you think that's it? more is coming out in a conscious level now? I think we're waking up and we're realizing, wow, like a lot of our things, a lot of our systems don't work. And we're realizing that, wait a second, there's different ways to go about this. I think, I think we, we woke up and then we're realizing that things can be a lot simpler and we complicated things. So I think it's just a level of waking up. I could go deeper, but. Yeah, I would like for you to. So millennials and younger so gen zers yeah. everyone else there's there's a theory out there take it or leave it that we actually came to this earth our souls came to this earth and we have a different dna strand so we actually have more light in our dna mm -hmm. and that's why we feel vibes and that's why we um, are more about the collect what's the good for everyone how can we all like meet up how yeah. can we all network how can we all get together and solve an issue and movements everyone yeah. has their own movement now yeah. so we came into this uh world with more light in our dna to bring more light to the world and so we've uh, we've been woke millennials and especially gen zers and younger if you talk to them like they already have like 
they already have three businesses. You know yeah. what I mean? Their brains are wired like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I talk to my nieces. It's like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. It's like it's done already. It's done. Like, yeah. It's not even like a, a question. It's like, yeah, yeah, this, not this even a doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, you're 15. How do you know that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's done. Like, this mm-hmm. is what it is. And the information, right? Yeah. Like the, we're living in an informational age just to bring it back and like, you know. Yeah. I originally reality. think everyone is an entrepreneur, right? Like if you just take away all infrastructure, like there's this book uh, called Sapiens about like how, oh, we, yeah. how we built like societies around ourselves. You take away all of that, everyone's an entrepreneur. Like, if I have a cow and you have a chicken, we're going to have to figure out, I have some rice, you have this, we're going to have to figure out. So everyone truly already has that DNA in them, I believe. Mm. It's just that we've taken it away and put like societies around us and safety nets and all these mm. little things. So then it gets you away and then you, in, you infuse money this piece right. of paper that means absolutely nothing yeah that's a thing too it yeah nothing. it means nothing but we've made it a thing and yeah. we built societies around this thing so that level of like going after what you normally would have done anyway is gone i love that yeah. thank you for that I, awesome. I i really believe that if we strip it all away we would we would figure it out you ever see like those end of day movies like yeah oh yeah, yeah it's like everything goes away and now we have to survive like how do they do it like they fend for their food they trade this and they trade that yeah, and yeah so like i, would, I love that yeah so see, I would, that's a great story and mindset to have yeah I, I, I believe that's what i believe yeah. so that's why i'm like it now seeing that you're saying everyone building these movements, yeah, it's kind of like everyone's going back to this place where it's like, all right, that school thing that was sold to me, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do my own thing now. And no matter what the outcome is, I'm just going to do whatever that is and build that movement behind me. Yeah, um, humans are resourceful, man. We figure it out. We're, we're magical and we don't know it. That's like the problem. <laughs> Agreed. It's one of those like very, very interesting things. Um, so... Where do you now, what, what's the, you have the studio. Where do you see the studio? Where do you see yourself growing from here beyond that point? Ooh, so really my word personally for 2020 is stretch. So how can I stretch myself even further? Mm-hmm. Um, my goal at the studio is to have 200 members okay. and more teachers. Right now it's me, one other teacher, and I have a few other facilitators. Mm-hmm. So more teachers. And also now I'm stepping into the role of more training. So I've I'll always be a coach. I'll always coach people. But now I want to train other people. Um, I see more and more people, you know, are coaches. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to give them the knowledge that I've grown to know, that I know works. I will put, I'll put my life on it, that it works. And train them so they can be powerful coaches. And do it in an honorable way because mm-hmm. it's a big responsibility. You know, yeah. People are going to end up telling you their deepest, darkest secrets they've never said out loud. Mm-hmm. So be the container to hold that and to actually walk them through on how to you know, change that belief or change their behavior um, and rewire their mind is a big responsibility out there. You can't just, you know, slap it on your Instagram bio and call yourself a coach. So mm-hmm. I want to help those that are really ready to step so the fuck would, up. Would you consider yourself a coach or a healer at that point? I'm a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, I have a high, like high intuition, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of what I a lot of what I do is based in mindset, you know, and I and I'm just a spiritual person, so it's just kind of two for one, I guess. So who does the <laughs> who does the healer go to to get healed? Yes, I have a coach myself. Okay, I have a coach myself. Everyone has blind spots. I'm now I'm now better or worse. Sometimes I walk in front of the crowd. Sometimes I'm right alongside you. Sometimes I'm behind you. Yeah, you know, I have a coach. Would you recommend that everyone could kind of get a coach in some way, shape, or form? Yeah. Even if it's not forever, even if it's for a spot, even if it's for one program, even if it's for one session, do it. You know how much expansiveness you're going to be? Like, doing it alone is is 
is a, is the slower way. Yeah. You could have a coach. It's just like sports. You yeah. know what I mean? You could keep playing ball all you want, but until someone says, put your elbow this way and you get your shot down, yeah. that's, that's fucking priceless. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. could see that in those places, right? Mm-hmm. We could see that in the physical world, a trainer, a coach. Yeah. But when it comes to your mental, no one has that conversation. Yeah. It's not there. It's not there as much. Um, but I would argue it's maybe more important. Even in sports, they use mindset all the time. Yeah. All the time. There's a study done where they had two groups. One group uh, practiced the the free shot, free throw? Free, free throw. Thank free you. Throw. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> practice it over and over again. A thousand times. Just keep going. Just keep going. Then the second group imagined that they were practicing. And then actually they had a third group. And the third group imagined. And every time they imagined, it went in. And the people who practice physically every time did lower than the person that imagined it and went in. Because once they actually went and did the free throw contest, I guess, yeah. just ca- calculate how many shots, people who imagined it and it actually went in every single time did better. So you tell me which one's more important, your mindset or your physical? 100% mindset. You know? That's yeah. that's crazy. It comes first. Yeah, it comes because everything is from here and then it goes trickle down. Yeah, and your we thoughts can't disregard make that. your actions, make so your leaps. You kind of said something I'm sneaking because I guess some free coaching from you right now. Let's do it. Um, you know, so I have three daughters. I, I, I kind of give them affirmations like all the time, right? Yeah. So I always say, who's the smartest girl in the world? And then they say me. And then oh. yeah, I say, like, who's prettiest? Who can do anything they want? Me. Mm. And so what would you say, you know, as a dad, before they're like the world programs them or any one of my actions that they're going to see and they kind of program that into their mind as like packing their luggage for an eight-year-old mind? Yeah. What would you say to help them, like help program them in certain ways? I'll tell you, but can I tell you something for you first? Yeah, what's that? Let yourself off the hook. There's no perfect parent. I'm not trying to be. I okay, don't think cool. so. I just want to alle- I just, I just, alleviate any no, like. Yeah. I don't. I don't ever. I don't think I am, and I, cool. I always let them know that. Like, there's moments where I like, they're just too much, and I'm like, ah, right? <laughs> of course. And yeah. then afterwards, I'm always like, Daddy, sorry about that. You know, yeah. Daddy was just. It was a lot going on. You guys just weren't pay, talk, paying yeah. attention, and I just had to yell to get all your attention. So I always try afterwards. I'm not. I don't. I don't ever try to be or proclaim to be a perfect cool. perfect. I nor do I ever really want to, but. I do want to like give them some, you know, something in their mind to like help program them. So am I doing the right thing by saying that or is there other things that I could be doing? Yeah, I think that's wonderful. I think asking them powerful questions like like um, maybe when you see someone do a good action, be like, what did you what do you think about that? You know, you see someone helping someone else, you know, like, what did you think about that? Hmm. and getting them to like point out when they see good actions what that means about that person so they can start to feed into themselves i think what you're doing with the affirmations is so cute and yeah. like i don't know i just had a visual like how adorable that probably yeah. is oh well, it's um, me and them in the car yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think um uh, another thing is the the morning and the nighttime is a great time to do affirmations so if you want to do it with them when they first wake up or like right before bed like bedtime story and then maybe affirming some things right before bed like Having them say, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am kind, whatever it is. Um, I think that would be powerful. But I think you're doing a great job. You already sound like you're on track. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. So th- I'm going to kind of like upfront be frank with you. So there was a moment where I was like, I called it like I was super like the most connected I've ever felt, like locked in. I was like, there's a book called The Miracle Morning. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of it, And yeah. I started doing everything that was The Miracle Morning. I was running, reading, reading, affirmations, like feeding my brain, like doing everything. And 
I was meditating, praying, whole thing. And I did it months and months and months. And then there was like a moment where like anything I would say in my mouth, it felt like it just came true. Like it just mm-hmm. started happening. Mm-hmm. And it was scary. Like I literally got scared and stopped. Is that common? Wow. I love that you just said that. I tell people that too sometimes. Like be careful what you say. It might come true. Yeah. But it felt like (laughs) anything that I would say that was like, yeah, this is going to happen. Like I was telling my wife about like this. We're going to get this. uh, I want this Subaru. We're going to get a Subaru Forester, blah, blah, blah. Not having like money set aside or anything, the thoughts of it. We're like, we're going to get the Subaru Forester. My mother-in-law buys. We go to California, see my brother. My mother. I come back. My mother-in-law is like, I just bought this car for Whoa. you guys. The weirdest, and it was Whoa. it was multiple things like that that just kept on happening in my life. So I kind of got scared and like pulled back. That's so interesting. Pulled back because I felt like I had like a power in a weird way that I just wasn't used to, wow. and I just wanted to know, like, I guess you being part of that, like, I guess in that world, like on an everyday basis, is that common? Yeah, I think you just touched on something too. I think people are afraid of their power. I think that's a reason sometimes like unwilling, unconsciously people don't seek out coaches. I think people are more afraid of their power than they are like afraid to fail. I think deep, deep, deep down inside, everyone listening here knows that they can do whatever it is that Mm -hmm. they have on their heart to do and they can do it damn well. And that's why it's on their heart to do it. So I think sometimes people are afraid of their own power. But what you're saying is true. Like, this works. This isn't woo-woo. This isn't no, it's anything not. that, like, people are just making up all over the place. No. Like, it's really true. And people have known this forever. Like, people have been doing these kind of things forever. Even the word spelling. Yeah. You know, people say, like, yeah, you're, when you're spelling, you're casting spells. Hmm. You know? Ab- Never heard that. Abracadabra actually, uh, in Hebrew, means, like, the words that I speak come true. That's wow. what abracadabra means. And the most important thing that I've seen, I've worked with so many amazing people, leaders, people that I've looked up to, role models. And every time I get in the room with these people and I watch them and I talk to them and I'm like, wow, we're all the same. The only difference is that people believe in themselves. That's literally the only difference between someone who's stuck and not going after the dreams and someone who just guts up every day and goes after it because they believe so hard. They don't see a way, they don't know how, but they freaking believe it to be true. And it happens. Yeah. And they just will it to be. Yeah. Got you. So in that moment, I was just scared. Yeah, I think you were afraid of your power. Like, oh, no, what else am I going <laughs> to Yeah, because I felt like if I started saying good or bad, it was going to start happening. And at this point, I was just saying, like, things, mm-hmm. and those things were just starting to come to me. Yeah. And I was like, hold on a second. If I, now, if I say something negative, is the same action going to start happening? If you believe it. I guess that's where I got ah. scared of it. Yeah, I don't know. You could believe that whatever you say negative, that you catch it and you reaffirm it because that's your belief too. You know, you could argue that believing that even if I say something negative, it's going to come true. What if you believe that only the things that you actually truly want that are aligned for you and in the best, best way, win-wins for all come true. Anything else falls away. Hmm. I never thought about thinking about it like that. I thought about it just very much black and white. Like, if I say something good, good things happen. If I say bad things, bad things happen. Yeah. Huh, I never thought of it like that. That's a better way of looking at it. 
Um, all right. So I actually listened to your podcast. Um, oh, cool. And one of the ones you talked about, was it a podcast or Instagram you're talking about? Like Christmas time, people feeling like, oh, man, I went on rant. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I really got triggered on Christmas. Sorry. No, no, no. It, 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 it was crazy. I got sick on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah. Because of maybe just that Christmas, energy. Christmas past is like, we're going to get you, girl. No, it's. it's <laughs> Hallmark it's, Channel came what, after me. What you were saying on that was true. Like, yeah, I've been very, like, up around. It's like the last five years, I've been very, very sad around holidays season mm-hmm. and i just don't know why but like when i heard that i was like wow that was like super deep and it like really like made an impact on me a, a lot of it is due to like my brothers not being around but like that's also another whole thing that we have to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard for a lot of people yeah but what you said that was really really great so um yeah, I don't really have much other questions. I have like a couple, like a word association. If you want to do that with me, okay, cool. cool. Well, just to fill people in on my Christmas yeah. rant. Yeah, I was just talking about how just to, the invitation to not make Christmas all about consumerism, mm-hmm. and if you really follow the tradition of Christmas, you know, and you break down the word, it's Christ Christmas, yes, yeah. more Christ. Yeah. You know, be more like Christ. And that to me, I was kind of ranting about like make your presence a present, yeah. give experiences versus and just material goods. Yeah. And your time versus anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it really, really resonates with me because, you know, just like more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just stuff. Yeah. Memories last a lifetime. Sweaters yeah. don't, mm-hmm. wa- don't last a dryer sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from H&M or <laughs> yes, Express exactly. or anywhere else. So, exactly. Um, so a couple word associations and play with you before we get out of here. Fun. Um, so when I say a word, you tell me the first thing that comes to you. Oh my mind. goodness. All right. Okay. Winning. Losing. Growth. Inevitable. Struggle. Choice. Okay. Hustle is more important than... Hustle is more important than sitting around. Got you. Um, Meditation. Easier than you think. Am I supposed to say one word? I'm kind of feeling it. No, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Um, Mindfulness. Better than mind emptiness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, before we leave, you said meditation is easier than you think. Yeah. So, this is, again, entrepreneurs listening. We, I, I know the power of it. I, I only use like an app called like Insight Timer and there's cool. guided meditations on there and yeah. I just use those. Um, granted, I would love to probably, I should do it in a group setting, but yeah, yeah, class. yeah I probably will do that. Um, what would be some steps you'd say somebody to start meditation? Because it's everyone hears the word. It's such a big front yeah. of word, a front of mind thing now. But what some people have not started it. Some people haven't downloaded Calm or Headspace or right. you know those apps. So what would you say somebody should start doing? They're in their bedroom. They wake up. What would the first step you should take? Well, first I want to do them a justice because I totally get the entrepreneur mindset of you know I have so many thoughts I can never meditate. Mm-hmm. That's what probably the number one thing I always get. So. My solution to you is that it's not about clearing your mind of thoughts, you know, get rid of that. That's totally false and it's, you know, just not going to happen. It's less about clearing your mind of thoughts and more about observing your thoughts and choosing your thoughts. Okay. So an easier, an easy meditation to do when you first wake up, you just take those deep breaths in through your nose, pushing it out through your mouth. Take just three deep breaths like that, bringing all of your awareness to your breath. And then just connect with your senses, right? 
what can I hear right now? What are the noises around me as I wake up? You know, what can I pick up? Even if it's like the smallest sound from outside or someone in the room next to you. Cool. Go to your eyes. Okay, what colors am I seeing? What have I not noticed in this room before? How am I feeling? What's the temperature of the room? What does my bed feel like? And just filling yourself up with gratitude for all of these beautiful senses and gifts we're always given. Your ears, your, you know, being able to hear, smell, taste, touch, all of it. And then being like, wow, I have so many gifts. These are only five. I have infinite amount of gifts. And today I'm going to show myself and prove myself to it. And just take some deep breaths and keep pushing. And just honestly, gratitude is the best, is like the, the best. <laughs> so just sending gratitude to your God-given gifts. Yeah. That gratitude stuff as well. I had a gratitude journal right around the same time. I was like doing three things I was grateful for every day and three things I was grateful at the end of the day. And boy, it makes your mindset change on like just what you're looking at every day. You start being mind like grateful for like little things. The like, tiniest things. Yeah, the yeah. tiniest things. The and cup you, to hold my water. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my yeah. hands, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, you know, I'm just happy that I could see the sun or walk or have a car. And then you start going even smaller and smaller and smaller. And yeah. then your consciousness for like everything right. is like, wow, everything I should be grateful for every little mm -hmm. step away. Um, so where can people find you? Um, if someone wants to come to Meditation Studio, if they're in Jersey, where is yeah, it? Yeah, if you're in New Jersey or New York City, um, my studio is called Montclair Zen Studio. Um, it's right on Bloomfield Ave. And it's a beautiful oasis to get away. If you've never meditated before, I got you. I'll guide you all the way through. And it's a, it's a cool community too. You're gonna meet dope people to talk with. A lot mm -hmm. of people are actually entrepreneurs. I mm -hmm. seem to attract that kind of, of a crowd. So if you wanna get around people who have a growth mindset and are like coming from a heart-led space, it's a cool place to meet people and to better yourself. And I also do coaching out of there. And then I love Instagram. So if you wanna follow me on Instagram, uh, my personal handle is ITS Monica Adams. So find me on there mm -hmm. um, and book a class and come visit me in person. And also listen to your podcast. Uh, yes, I podcast some, myself. Yep. There's some great information on there as well. Really, yeah. really cool. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. This is fun. This is fun. 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 I hope you guys enjoyed this rewind episode and come back next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that for brand new episodes. That's it, guys. I'm going to leave it out with the quote that I always leave it out with from the late, great Nipsey Hussle. The quote goes, this game will test you. Never fold. Stay 10 toes down because it's not on you. It's in you. And what's in you, they can never take away. That's it, guys. Peace. Boom.